Acts chapter 1, we're going to start in verse 4 and go through verse 8. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith He, You have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of Him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And He said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in His own power, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto Me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Praise God for Holy Ghost power. Praise God that He empowers us. And what I want to talk to you about today is the purpose of Holy Spirit power. The purpose of it. You see, it's not just something so that somebody can get up and make a fool out of their self, saying a bunch of weird things and waving their arms in the air. See, the Holy Spirit has a purpose. And the purpose, as we talked about this morning, part of it is to reveal sin in our lives. And we I preached on that a couple weeks ago. But the other purpose is to empower you. You see, me, myself, man... My, my, my talents are so limited. There are certain things I'm good in. Certain things I excel at. And everything else I'm just... Eh. There's so much I want to do, but I realize that I have limitations, right? There's only so many things I'm going to accomplish in my life. But you see, there's a, there's a big difference and what Kevin can do, and then what Kevin can do through the Holy Ghost. As the Holy Spirit comes upon me, I'm reminded of what Samson, uh, what, what happened with Samson. There's several times in the book of Judges that it would say, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And that was right before he did something just awesome with his strength. He, at one point, ripped the line in two. It says, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And then he had power. Now I'm not telling you you're going to turn into the Incredible Hulk when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That was a special manifestation for Samson. But I am here to tell you that is evidence that there is power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When the Spirit of the Almighty God comes upon you, He empowers you to do the work that He has for you to do. You see, God does not leave you helpless. He doesn't assign a task and then say, figure it out. He assigns a task and says, oh, by the way, here's the power in abundance that you need to do it. Praise God, He doesn't leave you stranded. He doesn't say, here's what you need to do, and i I got other things to tend to. Praise God, He gives you everything you need and then some. You see, His work is the most important thing. His work is what He wants accomplished. His will for you is that you have... Peace and everlasting life. His will is that we go and reach other people as He told His disciples there in that verse. The uttermost parts of the earth. What did He tell them? He said, you wait right there. 
You wait right there until you receive it. Y'all, if you do a little study and you'll find out it was ten days or so they waited. You know, after that first or second day, I ought to begin to think to myself, did I hear him right? Did he really mean wait here? Or just kind of in our mind be, be waiting on God? You see, we always try to do that. We always try to figure it out somehow and make it okay and we can go do what we want to do. But God wants you to wait on Him. He wants you to wait focused on Him. You know what those disciples did? They waited all right, but they sat there and prayed. They waited on God in in a fashion that we probably ain't seen since. They sat there and they, they fasted and they prayed. They united together. They came together of one mind and one accord. Amen. When you get together with other Christians, you begin to share. You begin to pray together. You begin to say things you didn't know was in your mind when you're praying in the Holy Spirit. When you begin to look to Him for everything. Listen y'all, everything. Do you depend on Him for everything? No, you don't. I guarantee you, you don't. I guarantee you there's a whole lot of your life you say, I can handle this God. I got this one, you don't need to bother yourself with it. You see, He's our all in all. He's our everything. Anything we need, we go to the Father and He can supply our need. He can supply our need. If we depend on Him, you see, there's power available to us. You know, I begin to think sometimes, and I've been telling you all this for a month or so now, we're, we're going to start going into Kennard and house to house and trying to reach people. I ain't trying to get them to church. I'm trying to get them saved. I'm trying to get them the lost to be found. I'm trying to save them from that damnation that's coming toward them. We're going to start doing that. But you know what the devil keeps telling me? He just keeps reminding me over and over. Kevin, you've never done this before. Kevin, you don't really know what you're doing, do you? And you know what? In the flesh, I start thinking, you know what, you're kind of right. I don't really have an idea of what I'm getting myself into. I really have no experience in this. But God reminds me, oh, He's so faithful to remind me, y'all. If you spend some time in prayer to Him, He will remind you who He is. He'll begin to remind you. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And praise God, you realize it don't matter what you know. It don't matter what you've been through, what kind of experiences you have. Are y'all hearing me this morning? It doesn't matter what your talents are. It doesn't matter what kind of degree you have. God is the one one that supplies the need. God is the one that empowers you. It's not you. It's Him. Praise God. He just took you out of the equation. You see, when you put me into the equation, y'all remember in school when you were learning how to do averages. Y'all just hang on a minute, alright? Praise God. Y'all remember how when you're trying to average your grades and you'd have all these numbers and if you put one zero in there, oh man, 
Look at how many hundreds you would have to have to come back. See, one hundred doesn't account for one zero. You've got to have several to bring you back up in your grade, your average grade, right? See, what God does when He starts to average what's needed to equal success... He pulls you out of the equation. It's like taking that zero out. I'm not even going to count that one anymore. And uh, praise God. All you see left is His glory. All you see left before the equal sign is what He has to offer. So He can't do nothing but succeed. I'm here to tell you today, forget about your lack. Forget about your inability. Forget about your handicap. Focus on the victorious King. Focus on His might and His power, His unlimited riches. He's the one that gets the glory, not us. Oh, praise God. See, somebody here needs to hear this today. Somebody's been sitting there thinking, I can't do nothing. What am I going to do? Well, how am I going to accomplish anything? I don't have anything to offer anybody. I've been a nothing all my life. Your parents may have even reminded you of it. You ain't worth nothing. Y'all ever known somebody that their parents talked to them like that? You ain't worth nothing. I want you to know today your worth is not measured by what you can accomplish. Your worth is measured by what God can accomplish through you. Amen. A willing vessel is all He wants. A willing vessel is all He needs. Somebody say, God, here I am. Send me. Send me, Lord. Do something with me. Here I am. Have y'all ever cried that out to God? Have you ever got down on your knees and said, God, I don't know what I can do. I don't know what I'm worth to you. But here I am, Lord. Just use me somehow. Just use me. See, that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Say, God, use me. And I guarantee you what He's going to do is He's going to pick you up. He's going to say, you know what? It don't matter that you can't read or write. It don't matter that you can't jump ten feet high. It don't matter that you can't run a hundred miles an hour. I'm going to empower you. I'm going to be the source. I'm going to be your strength in a time of need. When you come to the end of yourself, you know what? There I am to pick you up and get you past it. There I am to push you forward. Because He is the one, y'all. He is the one. It's not us. It's not us. It's not my inabilities. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty one. <clears throat> now he which Establisheth us with you in Christ, hath anointed us, is God. And you notice it says us, right? That includes all of you sitting here today. See, we often think about those that are in leadership roles of the church being anointed. Do y'all know what? Let me go ahead and read the next verse. Who hath also sealed us? and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts, 
What does it mean to be anointed? What does it mean to be anointed? A, a literal meaning of anointing is to pour oil upon somebody. See, that's what they used to do. When David was anointed king, Samuel went and poured oil on him. What did, The oil represented the Holy Spirit. It represented the Spirit of God coming upon you and empowering you. Another meaning for anointing is consecration. It means to be set apart for God's use. To be this, this is God's. Right? I'm here to tell y'all today, this, this scripture we read included all of you here. You all have an anointing if you begin to seek God. God will anoint you and empower you for a purpose. You don't have to rely on me. You don't have to rely on the singers and the musicians. You don't have to rely on your Sunday school teachers and, and those missionaries. You can be anointed. You can be empowered. See, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, there is power there. I'm going to beat it into your heads today. I want you to leave here and you can't think of nothing else, but the Spirit of the Lord came upon me. Y'all, if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, I could not stand up here in front of you. Fear and trembling. You ever heard that term? But as He comes, listen, all that just goes away. It's not me telling you. It's coming right from Him. I, I, I see, that's a, that's a source of peace. You see, if it was me, I would still be sitting in the office back there trying to figure out what am I going to say. But at some point I can let that go and say, you know what, God? This is your business. You want it done, you're going to have to give me what you want me to do. You're going to have to provide if this is what you want, right? He ain't ever let me down yet. He ain't ever let me down. At the times I thought I had nothing, He supplied my need. At the times I saw nothing coming from my lips or my notes, God supplied my need. He's never let me down. You see, when He calls you to something, He supplies the power and the Word and the wealth, whatever it is, He supplies what you need to accomplish that work. So do I have reason to be nervous about going and talking to some people about Jesus? Not one iota. As we're talking about Sunday school, it's a witness. You just tell them what you know and that's it. Tell them what God's done for you. And I guarantee you God did something for some people today. He didn't do nothing for you. He did something for me. And I'm wanting to tell somebody. I want to tell them, look, I don't know what I've seen. I don't know everything that you know or what you've encountered. But all I know is that when I had a need, God met me at my need. And He said, here, Kevin, I'm going to bless you. Here, Kevin, if you You'll just come and serve me. I will wash away all that sin. I will wash away every hindrance and every burden. I will break those chains. I know this sounds like a cliche to y'all, but I'm here to tell you, oh my God, He broke my chains. He set me free. I am free because of what He did. I can serve Him in spirit and in truth because I've laid all that stuff down. I put it back and walked away from it. I don't have to keep dragging it with me. I don't have to drag it with me. He broke my chains. He set me free. He bought me back. Oh, redeemed. 
He redeemed me. Y'all ever had a certificate that says, you are entitled to one Big Mac? You can't find them very many. (laughs) Anybody that has them uses them, right? You don't ever find them just laying around. People hold on tight to them. What do you do? You take that certificate to Walmart and they give you a dollar. No. That would be foolish, right? Because a Big Mac costs more than a dollar. You go to McDonald's and you say, Hey, I've got this certificate. And this says, You owe me one Big Mac. What do they do? They take your certificate. They give you a Big Mac. If that ain't a perfect picture of redemption, y'all, I don't know how else to explain it to you. If you can't understand Big Macs if we're free, I don't know what else to tell you. Because that's what God did. He paid the price for you. All you have to do is go and say, hey, you got something of mine because Jesus paid the price. Give it to me. And you know what happens? God says, all right, you're right. Jesus paid the price. Here you go, buddy. Eternal life. If that ain't an awesome blessing, what do you want? What else do you need to know that God has redeemed you? He bought you back and paid the price for you. One other thing I want to point out. Have you ever been in a drive-in, a drive-thru, and you place your order, you get up to the thing, that's how the car in front of you paid for yours. You don't owe us anything. I don't even know them people. Why did they pay for my food? I don't know, man. They just paid. Y'all ever had that happen? Guys, look, I didn't need somebody to pay my meal. I can afford it. But ain't it a good feeling? You walk out of there thinking, man, somebody paid for my meal. That's how it is with God. You ain't got to do nothing but place the order. Go up here and say, God... I want everything. I want everything you got for me. Forgive me where I failed you. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Make me a new creation. Give me eternal life even. And he says, all right, your bill's been paid, buddy. Go ahead. There's some wisdom in McDonald's, y'all. Here to tell you. There's some wisdom in McDonald's. You study it a little bit and you'll see. Why do you think you see one every every town you go to? I'm just playing with y'all, but y'all know that. What I want you to see is that it's free. Just like that gift of salvation is free, so is the Holy Spirit. You ain't got to do nothing but sit and say, God, I don't care what it takes, I want it. I want everything you got. Give it to me. Here I am, Lord. Give me something to do. Give me, give me. Have y'all ever had somebody come to you and say, I want to do something. Give me some work to do. You don't turn people like that away, do you? You don't say, I ain't got time for you right now. Leave me alone. No, you, you look around and say, man, I got to find something for this person to do. I, I got free workers here wanting to do something. Put them to cleaning a room or cutting hedges or something. Right? God's the same way when you come to Him and say, God, here I am. I want to do something. Just give me something to do. Man, He's going to dump it in your lap. Some of y'all are sitting there thinking, I don't want more work to do. 
All I got to say, y'all, Jesus says, Come unto me, those that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Do you think you're loaded down already? Well, here's the catch. He says, Take my yoke upon you. Lay down your heavy load. This is in Kevin's terms, okay? Lay down your heavy load right here at my feet, and then take mine. Do my work. Man, that's awesome. Can lay it right at His feet. Look, I know. Somebody's sitting here thinking right now. You're thinking about the problems you've got in your life. Things that are coming up this next week. I guarantee you, somebody's sitting here fretting over that kind of stuff. You don't have to leave here like that. You can lay it down and say, God, handle it. Help me. I need you. Word tells us, just like the story of the prodigal son, he comes running to you. He don't stand there and wait on you to come to him. Told you so. No. He sees you turn back and turn to him, and he takes off running and meets you right where you are. That's all you got to do. Don't worry about cleaning yourself up somehow. Don't worry about changing who you are so that you can meet His criteria. That will all handle itself later on. You come to Him and say, God, I need you. I don't care if you're already a Christian. I don't care if you've asked Jesus into your heart. You can sit there today and say that and say, God, I need you. And He'll say, all right, here I am. I'm going to empower you.